1: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly and for Big Daddy Graham. Such a fast first hour, I didn't get my social media gripe in, so we'll do that in the next segment. A little switch up for the the gripe today. Uh, But Right before we talk to Anthony here, we'll talk to Anthony in a second, who who doesn't understand why I'm throwing Carson under the bus un- unfairly. So we'll get to that in a second. But um, Mike on Twitter is tweeting at me, and and I just don't really, you know, get the, the logic here. And you know, he says you're looking at after the 21 season at earliers to trade Carson Wentz. I don't agree with that. I just don't. I mean, it only takes one team. It only takes one team. I guarantee you, if the Eagles decide they want to trade Carson Wentz this offseason, they'll be able to trade him.
3: There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I think people are underestimating, too. Like, he, he may just have to go. Like, exactly. just gone. like uh, Exactly. And this
2: is something I want to get to this hour, because Mike also says, you have to try to fix him. If he doesn't succeed with the new staff, that's it. I mean, he says, get Lincoln Riley. I, I... Huh? I I'd rather keep Doug than keep Carson. Like I have more faith in Doug than I do in Carson, and we'll get to the, the 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 Carson stuff with Philadelphia this hour because we might not want to admit it. And I know people are tired of talking about the Falls angle in 2017. There is so much history with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I don't think he. I don't think he can play in this city. I really don't. I don't think he has the mental. And and it's, Philadelphia's a tough place to play to begin with. It's a tough place for any quarterback. But especially all the stuff that surrounded Carson, it's just not going to work here. It's just not. There's too much that's happened. And I'll get to exactly what I mean by that um, later in the hour, but when we look at Carson Wentz's regression here, you know, this is another thing Mike tweeted at me, that a guy doesn't forget how to play football overnight. I agree but this hasn't been overnight this has been a steady regression and when you look at Carson Wentz from 2017 people bring up 2017 and i've said it a billion times 3 years in football time is a is, is ages ago 2017 is so long in the past that it just doesn't it doesn't have any bearing to what's going on right now and you look at From 2018 to 2020, from the first drive Carson Wentz came back, remember that first drive in 2018, third game of the year he comes out against Indianapolis, right down the field, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Touchdown drive, it's like we're back. From that moment on, Mike, it has been a steady regression, except there was that one blip. There was the one blip at the end of last year that four, you can, if you want to say five game stretch and throw in the Miami game, that's fine. But remember before those final five games, Carson Wentz had just played two games, very reminiscent to the way he's played all year. This year, the new England game last year and the first Seattle game, the regular season game, which at that point was by far his worst game of his career. They have looked like the way he has played this entire
3: season, Minnesota game in there too. Yeah. Right. Last year. Um, yeah, the, uh, the excuse makers for Wentz, they would actually tell you that that Colts game you're talking about, what actually was happening in that game was Frank Reich jumped sidelines to Coach Carson Wentz again. You're right. Because he can only succeed when Frank Reich's there.
2: Yeah, Frank Reich is the greatest coach in the history of the world, according to uh, uh, Dan, or- Dan Orlovsky. Um, which I, and again, I like Orlovsky, but Orlovsky, you know, tone it down a little bit, Orlovsky.
3: Come on. Be a little uh, unbiased. Here. It's just like, what has Frank Reich ever done outside of, like, when he was here? Right. Like, the Chargers were mediocre. The, the Colts are, you know, they're above average, but. Yeah. I mean, I think Frank Reich's a good coach. I do. He's a fine coach. Right. I, I'd be surprised if Frank Reich ever hoists the Lombardi as a head coach.
2: And hey, you know, if, if if Carson's really that good, Frank Reich will trade for him. Like, that's the thing. If, 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 if this is what's funny. Because the same people who think Carson's good don't think he's tradable. If he's good, he's tradable. And it only takes one team. It only takes one. you know. And there are going to be teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback. Like, off the top of my head, Indy. Sam Fran, potentially, if they think Wentz is better than Jimmy G. I personally have my doubts. But New England could be looking for a quarterback. New Orleans, if they... Think Carson could be the successor to Drew Brees, and they don't believe in Taysom Hill, and they obviously don't believe in in Jameis. Um, but here's Denver. a Denver, yeah. Uh, if if they don't believe in Drew Locke. if um, ja-
3: Jacksonville may not like Fields,
2: right? I mean, there there are going to be options out there, and you know, I don't think that it's untradeable. I mean, let's remember the Eagles, they they got a one and a four. For Sam Bradford. I mean, that did happen. And Sam Bradford was getting paid like $20 million. That year. I think it was $18 million. He had a two-year, $36 million deal. That's what it was. Um, and uh, but a little fun fact there. My first show ever was during Sam Bradford's holdout. Remember when he held out? Because he was upset the Eagles drafted Carson.
3: That was my first show. I forgot about that. That was my first show. April of 16.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Um, so... Yeah. Wow, I, you're, two years, $36 million.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I remember exactly. I did a lot of prep for that show. Um, and you uh, see where it's gotten me now. You weren't prepping for your show. You were prepping for your career. Well, according to somebody else on Twitter, he's, he says, you better hope Carson doesn't get traded. You won't have a career once he's gone. You have nobody else to talk. I mean, we, we did make it through a pandemic talking about nothing for four months.
3: Oh, I thought he so meant I like I'll, I thought he meant like like you'll be disciplined for getting your take wrong.
2: No, he meant I'll have nothing to talk about without bashing Carson. Which it, it just shows you He's, haven't listened to me before this year. I used to be a big Carson guy. That's what's funny about plus it. Plus we have a whole new gabe season coming up. Right. You're right. I can't wait for that. Um, but uh yeah, I, I I I don't think it's untradable. And this regression, it didn't happen overnight. And it makes sense that the Eagles sold this because you look at his career ever since twenty seventeen. It has been a steady regression aside from that. There was that one blip at the end of last year, and that's it. Because the New England game, the Seattle game, um, remember that pass? He missed Miles Sanders, threw the ball like 10 feet over his head. Uh, That's looked a lot like this season. He got it together for a month, and... um, then has regressed back, but it's been a steady regression, and it makes a lot of sense why the Eagles kind of saw this coming. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Anthony and Magnolia. What's up, Anthony? Hey,
4: Tom, you, you're you're driving me out of my mind. Yeah, I, I can't believe I can't believe you're that mad at Carson Wentz that you're saying what you're saying. What am I saying? I can't believe you. Have you ever played the quarterback position? No, ever? I haven't ever. Hey, no, okay. no. Okay, okay. It's more coaching. Than it is Carson Wentz. You know, Doug Peterson stunk as a quarterback, okay? Maybe just Doug don't know how to teach him how to get back his mechanics and everything else, Tom. Well, Doug, you know, it's Doug mechanic, Doug did Tom. win a Super Bowl it,
2: with a different a quarterback, did he not?
4: Pitch. He's, he's what? It's like the last has throwing a pitch and they keep hanging on to him because they're hoping that one day he's going to get his mechanics right and start throwing the ball correctly, right? So Carson Wentz is Vince Velasquez, is what you're saying? That that yeah, makes I'm not sense. Saying he's Vince Velasquez, I'm just using that as an example. But anyway, so so
2: so, so it's not okay. Vince Velasquez's fault. He stinks. It's the Phillies' coaching. Doug Stump is a quarterback, Tom. Yeah, what does that have to do with coaching? Well, he can't coach him. He can't coach. Him. Sean McVay's a good coach, that coach that right? Has Sean McVay ever played quarterback at the NFL
4: level? What does that matter, Anthony? Stop it it doesn't matter, but listen, Tom. It doesn't matter, Thank you, you. you. can't just give up on the kid because of his mechanics. If you're watching him play, I can't stand the way he's playing right now. He needs to sit on the bench. Okay? But, what, what he, gives needs, you any... he needs somebody to get him back to where he was in 2017, Tom.
2: Anthony, that was three years ago. Why do you think yeah, he's going to get back, back to that level? Ago,
4: but, how many times... but why he's do you down? think
2: Doug can't coach when Doug's had success with another quarterback? How many times was he hurt, Tom? He was hurt several
4: times. It's even more reason why he wouldn't have confidence he he'd get back to that level. Oh come on, man! And that, and that offensive <laughs> line right now—it's like driving, trying to drive a car with two flat oh tires. Oh my God! Um, you can't go.
2: do it. All right, yeah. The offensive line. How many sacks does he step into? How many times?
4: His pocket awareness. Do you think his pocket awareness is good right now? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, the kid has totally lost his confidence, Tom. What do you think he's just going to like? His confidence level is just going to come back. No, I he don't. To, I don't think it's going to come back. And he needs to sit down, and he's got to realize that he's got to get back to where he was. You just don't lose talent, Tom. You don't.
2: If you've had those kind of injuries, you can lose talent. You can. You absolutely yeah.
4: can. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, don't, I disagree. I disagree. Because if you're watching him play, Tom, he's throwing off the wrong foot. He's, he, he don't know whether he's going to run. He don't know whether he's going to stay in the pocket. You know his, he, he just don't know right now, man. Right, and, but and, Anthony, and
2: why he does that teach him how to do it? But why does that give you confidence that he can get back to that low? So you think this is just all on the coaching, and the coaching has failed him to the point where they have made him this terrible quarterback, and it's and, not his fault. None of it's his fault.
4: No, it is his fault. It is his fault, Tom. I'm not saying that that Carson Wentz isn't playing bad right now. He is. I fall asleep on the games now. I never used to miss. I never used to miss a play. But I know what the end the end result's gonna be at the end of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean we, we all we all do at this point, Anthony. It's been terrible. And I appreciate the call. But like I, I just I don't understand. I don't understand why we put so much more why people have so much more confidence in Carson Wentz than they do in Doug Peterson. Like I just don't get it. I I guess we'll see the final four games. I don't know. Um, but, like, why did we not hold the quarterback responsible for his own play? Like, Doug's not out there playing. Carson Wentz is out there playing. And, and, and he hasn't played well at all this year. He hasn't played well for a long time. And you can tweet me the numbers you want. Mike's tweeting at me these numbers about, oh, he has, you know, this, this QBR over the last three years. If you watch the games, this has been a steady regression. He was at a low point before last December. Last December, for a month, he got it together. But the two games prior to that, New England, Seattle, they were at that point the two worst games of his career. And that is carried over into this season. And if you don't believe me, look at what the Eagles organization did in the draft. Why do you think they picked Jalen Hurts? They pick Jalen Hurts because they do not believe in Carson Wentz. They don't believe in him. They don't think he is going to fix this. They don't think he he, he is going to ever get back to that level. And you can keep pointing to 2017 all you want. 2017 is ancient history. That quarterback is gone. He is never coming back. Ever. Especially not in this town. And when we get back, I I do want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I honestly do in some ways feel bad for Carson Wentz. Not the way other people do. I'm not excusing his play away as it's everybody else's fault. But, you know, Carson Wentz has been through a lot in this town, and I think it's gotten to the point where he just cannot... It cannot get past it. And there are so many hurdles. or so much baggage. It's never going to end. It's it's never going to end in a healthy way in Philadelphia. And it's best for both sides to move on. 215-592-9494. Uh, I'm Tom Kelly. Mike in South Philly uh, will be up on the other side. And then you if you want to get in. Uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, I see Colin on the we were going to have to talk to Colin after Mike here. Colin uh, uh, apparently disagrees with me and we're going to have to talk to Colin. Mike Mike told me that this this could be a, an explosive phone call. So we'll, we'll Colin ha- make sure you hang there. We'll get to you this segment. Um, but the Wentz, uh, the Wentz defenders are angry with me tonight. Uh, Ryan tweets at me, the Eagles drafted Hurts because they thought Wentz was going to get hurt. He stayed healthy. Hurts' pick was insurance. And to keep Dallas from drafting him, which Dallas is better quarterback than the Eagles, though. So what, is, what sense does that make? They didn't they, well, Unless they sold Dak getting hurt, uh, uh, that doesn't make sense. And he said, Wentz stayed healthy. Now it's a problem that you have Hurts. No, it's only a problem because Wentz didn't play well. If Wentz, like, this is the thing about the the quarterback controversy. The Eagles manufactured this quarterback controversy. There's no quarterback controversy if Wentz doesn't play horribly. Well, right?
3: there's no quarterback controversy either if Wentz is good for all of 2019.
2: Right. And this is another one where Ryan takes issue with me saying Wentz's play, Wentz's play has gone downhill because Frank Reich left. They never replaced those coaches on the staff. The Eagles literally hired an entire offensive coaching staff after last season, to try to fix Carson Wentz. And it didn't work. Guys who have good track records. Marty Mornenweg, we, we joke about Marty. Marty has a very good track record with quarterbacks. Marty Mornenweg was a big part of developing Lamar Jackson. Marty Mornenweg was the uh, OC, I believe, when Michael Vick had his year in 2010. Yeah, he was. M- Marty Mornenweg has a v- great track record coaching quarterbacks. And you know, just uh, uh, so Doug and Marty and and uh, our our guy Skangs, they just they all just forgot how to coach. They all just can't coach anymore. You know, it's 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 never Carson's fault. Never Marty Carson's has, fault.
3: Marty has coached six different Pro Bowl quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, but apparently he just it's his fault that Carson's not any good. <laughs> it's just it's wild. It, it I've ne- I've honestly. I've never seen anything like it in Philadelphia sports. Mike, have you ever seen anything like this where a guy can play this bad and get defended to this extent?
5: Hmm. I'll
3: have to think about that. I've seen the opposite where a guy can play tremendously and get ripped despite that. But this one,
2: I'll well, think about that one. Well, well, I, well, it is interesting because you're kind of like this with the bodyguard. Even though you're starting to see the, I know you're starting to see the light on the
3: bodyguard. He's, he, he's, yeah. No, I, I mean, but bodyguards also past his prime. He's a hall of famer. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's a good point with that. The bodyguard thing, I just, it's just my hate for Dillard. I just think Dillard's soft. That's okay, whatever.
2: It's the kind of a weird guy to hate. To hate Dillard, I just, you hate I,
3: him? I, I, I didn't really get what the fanfare was like. Why we needed to drive Jason fanfare. Peters to the? We had, people were, were driving Peters to the airport to make room for. Andre Dillard, like by, wh- by why? people you're talking about me. I well, think. there you had you had callers and stuff that supported that idea. Yeah, there wow. are other shows at WIP guilty of that too. You you weren't the only one. Okay,
2: well thank you, Mike. Um, uh, trying to mend fences here in our last our last <laughs> <Yeah>. night together. Last <laughs> hurrah. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Mike in South Philly. What's up, Mike? How's it going, Tom? What's going on, man?
6: Yeah, I think uh, well. I agree with you and I disagree with you. I agree with your takes on Carson Wentz, but I'm still not on board to say that Hertz was a good pick. Um, I think that'll be proven in time. Now I don't, I'm, not, I'm leaning toward right now not being uh, the right move, but I can't rule out that it was a bad pick either until we see how he plays. I mean, obviously, if he turns into a franchise quarterback, then it, would, then it was a great pick. Right. Um, but for me, it's too early to declare one way or another just based off of the logic of what we know now and what we knew back in April of what the situation the Eagles were in, I don't think it was the right call. I think if you want to just go by the simple fact that, you know, most uh, not, uh, most quarterbacks in general don't pan out, but especially like once you get out of the first round, um, the numbers drop exponentially. So the odds of Jalen Hurts becoming any type of a franchise quarterback are probably like, what, 20%?
2: Yeah, I guess. I would say this, though. I mean, Jalen Hurts is kind of a unique guy. You know, he's got a unique pedigree, played at two top college schools, had a high-level of success, and I know college winning doesn't always translate um, to the NFL, but I do think he's an intriguing player. And can I at least get you, Mike, uh, to get to the point where the pick at least makes more sense now than it did then? Because I maybe well, yeah, I'm phrasing I mean, it wrong as a good pick. We won't know if it's a good pick. But I, it makes a lot more sense to me now than it did seven months ago.
6: Yeah, it does make sense. Like, when they when they thought, then they did it. I, I always thought, that we never know for sure, but I always thought there had to... I mean, at the time there was more that they're worried about Carson Wentz's injury history than his ability. But, uh, but I left the ability part open to, as well. I thought the fact that they're just going to use him as a gadget guy. I mean, you never know how your Roseman could try to be the smartest guy in the room and go, hey, we're going to use him like Taysom Hill and think he's all slick. That possibility is always, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that's always a possibility also. But I lean toward the, 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 the logic said. it made much more sense that they were worried about Carson Wentz's health or his ability. So looking at what's happened now, given that even they didn't foresee it coming, so they didn't know that this, it was going to happen to this extent. But it does make more sense. But. I'm just – my general philosophy with quarterbacks is you don't take one unless you believe very strongly you can become a franchise quarterback. That's how you get the Christian Ponders and guys like that. Um, So I would have preferred that they just keep building with as much talent as possible across the roster, and then if they're in a position to draft a franchise quarterback at some point, provided that Carson Wentz does decline, then you take the quarterback then. That's just basically my philosophy for, for that aspect of it.
2: Yeah, I hear you. And, and I, I get it. I just think if they saw these warning signs in Wentz and they really were concerned, and obviously they don't just take Jalen Hurts if they don't think he's that good. If you really right. like Jalen Hurts and you saw these warning signs with Wentz, I think it's a pick you almost had to make.
6: And we'll see how he plays. I mean, obviously, yeah. I hope he plays great. Uh, you know, I hope, I hope they both play great. I hope right. Carson Wentz comes back and plays great, and they have two great quarterbacks playing well, and that, that's, a, that's a great problem to have. But I just, I don't see it. And, I, and like you mentioned earlier, I, I just think the fans are in denial. Like, look, man, and, and I was the biggest Wentz supporter. How many times did I say last year that, I, like, it broke my heart that he got hurt and he couldn't play his first playoff game? I've supported Wentz every step of the way. Um, but you, you, you can't have an agenda. You have to call it how you see it. Otherwise, you're not, you're not to be taken seriously because then you're no longer objective. If you're watching the games and you blame everybody else, first of all, that's an indictment on Wentz. Because it's like, okay, well, then I, I, I think so little of Carson that everything around him has to be so perfect for him to succeed. Then, then you don't think highly of Wentz. You know, I mean, look, we see what Aaron Rodgers has done over the years with, with Little uh, at receiver and running back. Uh, you know, great quarterbacks don't need greatness around them to look good. Uh, if, if you need everything to be just so, if you need to be surrounded by pro bowlers to just have a modicum of success, then you're, you're not that special. No. At all.
2: And, and Mike, I, no, and, and, and no, I was just going to say, I was the same way with Wentz last year. I, I've been a huge Carson Wentz fan up until this year. Um, but I, I'm not going to, you know, just be so entrenched on my stance and I think that's what a lot of people are doing right now is they're refusing to see what's right in front of them. I thought Carson Wentz was a franchise guy. I, I came on the, you know, the weekend of the Jalen Hurts pick and I crushed it. But, um, you know, there's no denying
6: how poorly he's played this year. There's just not. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot, but some of the, you know, the, the points are true that he's, you know, the offensive line isn't doing him any favors and neither is Doug's play calling or the receivers. That's all true. But all these things can be true. Right. And by the way, for people blaming it on Frank Wright leaving, he's not coming back. So if Carson Wentz needs Frank Wright to succeed, then he's never going to succeed here because he's not an Eagles coach anymore.
2: And I'll tell you what, if Frank Wright thinks Carson's that good, Frank Reich will trade for him because Frank Reich's going to need a quarterback to build around
6: Right, so, like, and and we'll see, like, we'll, we'll see how Jalen Hurts does, and, and by the way, if Jalen Hurts fails, that doesn't necessarily mean that, A, it was the wrong option to go to him, or B, that, you know, that uh, it was not Carson Wentz's fault. Jalen Hurts... Could stink too. That's also a possibility. Right. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz could also stink. So I don't think what Jalen Hurts does tells you anything about Carson Wentz. I mean, it, it could give you like an indication of who is more at fault, Doug or or, or Carson. If, if Jalen Hurts looks absolutely dreadful, but it could also be possible that they just made another bad pick uh, under the Harry Roseman tenure. Uh, but but I think like I th- I do think it's just people are in denial um, because. Like It was just a few years ago where we thought we had a top five quarterback for the next decade, and having to admit that that is all gone, and you look at the future of the franchise and how murky it is, and they have no cap room, they're going to be way over the cap, and they have no receivers, to also admit that you may not have a franchise quarterback at all— that's hurts. a very tough thing to 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 swallow.
2: No, yeah, no, and and no pun intended. It hurts. It does. It's like you know, you you, you hate to be in that position because you know it's it's clearly not a good uh, position to be in where, where you don't have a franchise quarterback. It's the number one thing you need. Um, and if you don't have that, uh, you're in bad shape. Do you have something on the fills for me?
6: Mark? Yeah, because I, I know you're going to go off. You got something
2: on point. money bags here.
6: Yeah, <laughs> this is. Look, man, I cannot think of, a, uh, maybe other than Howie, <laughs> ironically, they're both they're playing; they're, they're both in, in, in the town at the same time, but it's hard to find somebody in my life as a Philadelphia sports fan who's had a year's stretch as bad as John Middleton. I'll tell you what, I can't think of anybody who's been worse. There may have been people out there who have been as bad, but it's impossible to do as bad of a job as you have with John Middleton. I mean, now... You have guys who would be promoted to president of baseball operations <laughs> to run their entire organization in the baseball operations to turn the Phillies down. Yeah. That is how bad it has gotten. Now, this, this isn't even Theo Epstein here. This is Josh Burns, yeah. who he's never won anything on his own as a general manager. He would be coming here, and he would be giving carp launch to do whatever he wants with the organization, and he's turning it down.
2: I was thinking it was Eric Burns at first. I was confused. I was thinking it was Eric Burns, the former outfielder, that crazy guy.
6: They lost that on Burns. They lost that on Epstein. Um, there's a couple other things. Epstein love was that never on. considering this job. It's, it's an embarrassment. They no. haven't done anything right. And for the people who are saying, okay, well, it looks like the, the Mets are going to sign uh, James McCann, so that means that the Phillies are going to get uh, JT Real Muto now. No, Not it if they don't want to pay him, he doesn't. No. Like, if. You know, just because the Mets are out of the mix, that the Phillies aren't willing to pay him, he is not coming here. He's not like, coming back. Mike, Mike, I'll
2: just tell you right now, Real Mito is not coming back. Mike Angelina had said this to me before the show. He's like, I think the Phillies are going to end up re-signing Real Mito. You know, his market's dwindling. And
6: I said, they're not bringing back Real Mito. They're, they're not. I mean, Middleton's not spending the money to bring him back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, maybe that's why they're not getting any of the president of baseball operations. Maybe it's like, all right, I'll sign you. Well, how much? I mean, I'm running your entire franchise. I don't know. Um, Can you you take like a million bucks? Nobody Um, wants
2: this job. It's (laughs) amazing. Nobody wants this job. And you think like being president of baseball operations for the Phillies would be a a coveted
6: job? Nobody wants it. Yeah, and this is like, this is an organization that just like a, a little over a year ago, has like they were like the talk of, of sports when they signed Bryce Harper. It's like oh they're on the up and up now. Nobody wants to come here. I don't think people realize how bad this is going to be over the next five or so years. Like we are looking at a dark ages that may have even been worse than 2012 to 2016. Like it is going to be a disaster. Well,
2: don't worry, Mike. We're not trading Wheeler for, the for team
6: immediately because if he's not willing to spend money. Why do you even own this club in the first place? Give it to somebody who actually cares. Because the season is over before it has even begun. There's teams out there doing things, and the Phillies can't even do it because they don't have a general manager. They're, they can't do anything.
2: It's true. I appreciate yeah, it, Mike. Care, Thanks, buddy. man. Yeah, I mean, it is. Well, don't worry, because well, we're not trading Zach Wheeler. Apparently, not trading him for Babe Ruth, Ted Williams' frozen head. Not or
6: trading Schmitty. him for
2: anything. Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> it did, it does just crack me up that he can't even come with a modern name. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, even a guy in the last, like, 30 years, he's got to go all the way back. Like, I wasn't even alive when Mike Schmidt was playing for the Phillies. Yeah, you were. When, when, when was his last season? Like, 89, I think. Okay, well, I was born in 87. I, I don't remember watching Mike Schmidt. I think 87 might have been his last year, actually. I, Didn't he retire in the middle of a season or something? No, like I'm right. What? It was 89.
3: Okay, well you 're right it was in the middle
2: of the season yeah I, I remember hearing a story like that but um
3: <laughs> I remember hearing a story yeah like
2: that. I mean I'm not, it wasn't a lot I was two years old how am I going to remember Mike uh, Schmidt retirement uh, day okay uh, but yeah m- it, it is it's amazing nobody wants this job president of operations of Philadelphia Phillies you'd think that's a highly coveted job you know large market team um you get to run the show and nobody wants the job. Nobody to
5: want to uproot in the middle of a
2: pandemic. Nobody's going to want to uproot to take this job. Uh, people would uproot. I mean, the Sixers job, which is actually a decent job, they had no problem getting Doc Rivers to uproot and Sam Cassell and all those guys and, and Daryl Morey. You know, they didn't have problem uprooting. Nobody wants to come work for Moneybags Middleton, Nanny
3: McPhail. You always give the Bucks a free pass. I, they're... I think Middleton, I don't know, I could be wrong. It seems like Middleton wants to do stuff, but he's not everyone in the ownership group wants to. Well, that's to. what
2: you get when you come out and you're big, chesty, you know, big shot John Middleton. You talk all this crap and then you don't back it up. I'm just, the Bucks need to spend, too. Yeah, but Middleton's the, Middleton's the guy out front, so he's going to take the heat. And, and I mean, I, I'm not shedding tears for John Middleton. 215 592 9494. Let's get Colin in here. What's up, Colin? Hey, what's going on? What's going on?
5: So I've listened to you a lot tonight, and um, some of the stuff you're saying, I don't know, is really not adding up to me. Basically, what you, in my own words, what you're saying is that 2018 and 2019 was forced out of this season to come and his bad performance, and honestly, I really don't see that. No? I do want to say that, as for the 2020 season right now, I'm not a huge supporter of him right now. Like, he sucks this year. There's no denying that. But as of 2018, 2019, given from what he had to work with and how he performed, I think overall he did pretty well. And this year is just uh, just a bad year, honestly. I don't know what's wrong. For the narrative that he's broken beyond being fixed, it just doesn't make sense to me. So,
2: what 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 about twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen? Did you think was was so great? And I'll admit, I was not. I didn't see all this stuff at the time, but looking back, I can see it now. What what were you so impressed with those years?
5: He played well despite having absolutely nothing at wide receiver. He hasn't had a wide receiver his whole career. Not one year has he had a good wide receiver. He had decent ones, maybe. Okay. but. Well, why, could he,
2: why was he able all. to function without great wide receivers in 2017 uh, but wasn't able to in 2018 and beyond?
5: Uh, I think 2018, 2019, he did decent given what he had. And 2017, we also had a fantastic running game. Probably one of the best league at the time.
2: But what about like what about this year? You just think it's it's all the running game, and then that's that that's been the the, the organization
5: thing? as a whole this year, and the team as a whole is just not good. I mean, he's definitely not helping at all. But
2: what did you expect you know. of the team this year, Colin? What, like at the beginning of the year, what did you expect from the Eagles? Did you think they were going to be you know a Super Bowl contender, or, or what what kind of record did you think they would have?
5: Um, looking back on it, I don't know. I mean. Given this year was a pretty weird year with coronavirus and stuff, you know, a lot of the people that are doing success, you know, have been you know, have hit the hurt has hit the curveball, it is a coronavirus, and they're doing well with it. But looking at the roster this year, offense wise, still not that much better than any other years. I yeah. was too happy with the regular pick, and even the Hertz pick I thought was somewhat of a waste. They could have done something better with that.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll see, and I appreciate it, Colin. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I... This is the thing with the Eagles is, as far as the rest of the team and this awful, you know, roster. And I, I agree that it, you know, there are certainly a lot of moves that could have been made differently. The rest of the team, I don't think, is that much different than I expected. Like, I, uh, the the thing that shocked me most is Wentz. The rest of the team is pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. The defense has been. Basically, it's, exactly what I expected.
3: Defense. I think of. they've been. I did not expect the Eagles to be second in the NFL in sacks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I see. So,
3: yeah, <clears> you typed that up earlier. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, and everyone like crabs on Shorts in the defensive line. They're second. They don't. They never blitz. Like they hardly ever blitz. And they're second in the NFL in sacks. And everyone wants to kill Jim Shorts.
2: I think the defensive line has been uh, a little bit of a disappointment because they're supposed to be really overwhelming. Um, they're second
3: in the NFL. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, their secondary is not good. Yeah, I um, agree with that. It was that, a big that, play. That's an issue. At least it looks like they found a linebacker in Singleton. Um, but it, overall, the defense is about what I expected the defense to be. Um, I, I My pick at the beginning of the year, I picked this team to be 8-8. Eight and, eight. and if they had won the three games that they should have won if Wentz wasn't awful, they'd be 6-6 six and six right now. And they'd be pretty much exactly where I thought they'd be. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think the quarterback's been the biggest problem, and I'm excited to see... Uh, What Jalen Hurts going to do this week?
3: That was that call was a really uh, that was a pretty disrespectful view of Zach Ertz's Eagles career. Yeah, to say Wentz has never had a good receiver,
2: right? I mean, you got to take tight ends into account here, and uh, he's an all pro, you know. (laughs) And he basically had the same weapons in 2018 that he had in 2017. Like he really did. It was pretty much the exact same guys, except Mike Wallace instead of Torrey Smith. Yeah. Other than that, it was the exact same guys. And and you had Dallas Goddard. Yeah. And you add Dallas Goddard over Trey Burton. Um, so that, I guess you can say uh, an even switch. I think Goddard's better, but um, so be it. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in. We've been talking a lot about Carson Wentz tonight. When we get back, um, I do want to play a cut from one of Jalen Hurts' former college coaches. Um who was talking about him, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit and what to expect this week, and also a former Eagle who's coming back to town this week who um, made some comments about the organization uh, and the fact that he felt he was disrespected. So we'll get to that when we return. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio ninety four WIP. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, on a Thursday morning. If you want to get in, open lines for really the first time tonight. Uh, a lot going on on the phone so far. 9494 is how you join the show. Um, obviously we talked a lot about Carson Wentz tonight, as you know he's been the main topic of conversation for weeks. And I do want to get in the four o'clock hour. Why I do feel like. His tenure in Philadelphia, just regardless of how Jalen Hurts plays, is coming to an end. And it's probably best for both sides to move on at this point. We'll get to that in the 4 o'clock hour. But I, I did want to talk a little bit about this game and about Jalen Hurts because, you know, we talk so much about Wentz. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do this weekend. Um, he's a really intriguing player. And, you know... I'm I'm interested in terms of he is kind of the representation of the new style quarterback in the NFL. Um, and what we've seen in the last couple of years, guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Kyler Murray, who can help the offense in a lot of different ways. Where you look at read option, and I, I'm I, I think this is going to open up the offense in a way that. Isn't Carson Wentz's fault, but a a way that he just doesn't have the ability to anymore? Maybe he did prior to the knee injury, and you know some of Carson Wentz's struggles could be physical, but I feel like you saw it even early in the game last week when Jalen Hurts came in, where they have to respect his threat to keep the football, and you give it to Miles Sanders, that will open up more lanes of a defensive end that just can't crash down on him. Because they have to respect Jalen Hurts and what he can do um, on the outside. And, you know, this is a guy who comes in and had a very interesting college career. Where, if you don't know the Jalen Hurts story, it's pretty fascinating. Where, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic that he's in this situation. Because he was in a similar situation to what Carson Wentz, you know, is in now in college. Where he was at Alabama. And had an extremely successful career. Where Mike did he win a championship as a starter? Uh, I know he lost that one of the best college games I've ever seen was the game, uh, the championship game with Alabama and Clemson, where him and Deshaun Watson went toe to toe, and Clemson ultimately came out on top.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to. Um... I don't know if he All won right, so one the year prior. When did Blake Sims? Blake Sims was the quarterback first, right? Before him. I'm not sure, but I, I think mean, he was only there one year. And I think Hurts won, uh, they won a shootout against Clemson the first year, maybe. But they lose that game to Clemson, where Deshaun Watson has just a, a
2: ridiculous game. Um, and then the next year, they play Georgia, and Alabama's getting beat bad. Um, Jalen Hurts gets pulled at halftime, Tua comes in, Tua leads them to the win, and then Jalen Hurts. Uh, stays at Alabama, is the backup ball next season, uh, but then is called upon when Tua gets hurt in the SEC championship game. Um, I remember watching that game, Mike, at a bar, which Whoa. Glenn, well, Glenn Macdonald would frown upon. You are even younger back then. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Hurts comes in, wins the SEC championship game, um, and then Tua comes back for the national championship game. They get blown out. He then transfers to Oklahoma and has a great year, um, is a Heisman finalist. And they end up losing to Joe Burrow and, and Ed Urgeron and that juggernaut at LSU. By the way, how about LSU? What a great move! How they um have imposed their own ball ban on each other on themselves for violations. Uh, Any year where they're three and five, that's such a Coach K move. Like when Coach K. Last year was the first to pull out of the tournament uh, right before they canceled the tournament. Yeah, Uh, and now Coach K, after they lose the other night, is saying they shouldn't be playing a season. Is that right, Mike?
3: Yeah. Oh well, he said um, they he doesn't like how college sports are just plowing ahead, plowing ahead, and it doesn't feel right. He's not sure if they should be playing. It's right. I mean, they got their ass kicked by Illinois the other night. Coach K, such a jerk.
2: I I, is Billy King in today? I I hope Billy's. because I, I still like uh, – I, I think Billy doesn't like me because my Larry Bird is overrated take. Uh, uh, they had
3: a field day with that one. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, yeah, I was on the morning show that day, and I had to argue with Billy about that. Not, not – not, I don't think I won that. I argument. thought you said it in a, in a lap over to Al. I did, but then uh, I, it was brought back up when uh. I was in for Rhea uh, when Jan Janssen was hosting. So, um, yeah, he's had a very interesting career. And he's no Billy inter- today. Okay. And he's an interesting player. Um and Nick Saban was speaking on th- I don't know what Nick Saban where where he did this call but he was on a call um on Wednesday with some local Philadelphia media and I actually got this from from Rob Kessner uh, on Twitter and here was uh, two or Jalen Hurts former coach uh Nick Saban uh just giving a brief little um you know uh recap on on who Jalen Hurts is.
7: The guy's got great character. Uh, he's as fine a person as we've ever had in the program. Uh, he's a very good leader. Uh, he's a hard worker. Uh, he's well liked by his teammates. Um, winning was important to him, and he wanted to do whatever he had to do to, you know, try to help his team have a chance to win. And um, you know, I think he probably went through a much more difficult circumstance here um, in terms of being. 26-2 and two or whatever he was as a starter uh, and then somebody else starting in his place and then he had to take that person's place in the sec championship game and go in and win the game uh, and come from behind you know to do it uh, so uh, he's been in a lot of tough circumstances and he was very supportive uh, when he was the guy he was supportive of the guy behind him when that guy became the man he was very supportive of him when he had to sit behind him. And he was uh, also worked really hard uh, in the backup role so that he could improve and get better uh, so that he would have a chance to play in the NFL someday. And he really took advantage of that. So when he went to Oklahoma, I thought he was a better passer and really did a lot of things really, really well. So um, this is as good a person and I feel bad for you all in Philadelphia if you haven't had a chance to meet him. Because uh, he's a guy that's really easy to fall in love with. That's for sure. Because he's a great person. He's got a great family.
2: Now I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Like I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know, a, a quality NFL starter. None of us know. The Eagles don't know. But they they got to see here um, because uh, they they got to figure out what they're going to do long term. Um, I I said I I don't think the Carson Wentz thing is going to work here. I just don't. I I don't think it's going to work in Philadelphia. And, you know, part of the reason is, you know, you look back at Carson Wentz's career and, um, you know, I think 2017 was painful for him. I do. And I honestly do feel bad for Carson Wentz and the things that he has had to go through in Philadelphia because His season's unprecedented, and really his career is unprecedented in a lot of ways. It's one of the weirdest careers in NFL history, where this scenario has never really happened. And it's led me to realize, I just don't think he's ever going to succeed in Philadelphia. I think there's too much baggage. I think there's too much history. Um, And when you look back at his career, I think 2017 for Carson Wentz was difficult to overcome to see Nick Foles win that Super Bowl, uh, to to feel like you weren't really a part of it. But I think 2018 was, like, traumatizing for him. To get hurt again, see Foles go on a run again in the playoffs, then the story comes out, the Philly Voice story, the same day as that Corey Brewer locking down James Harden game um, that we, we've talked about several times. Uh, but... Uh, I I I just don't think it's ever going to work out. I think it's probably time to move on. Um, and he may be able to be fixed. He may be able to be real rehabilitated uh, and 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 salvaged. I just don't think it's going to happen here. I don't. And that's why it's important that the Eagles find out if Jalen Hurts can be their guy. Because if he can't, I think you got to look to draft a quarterback uh, in the first round. Because if Jalen Hurts isn't good, Eagles are going to lose these games, and you're going to possibly have a top-five pick. And if you have a top-five pick, you got to consider taking a quarterback. Um, and uh, that's something the Eagles are going to have to weigh very heavily, and you can't make a determination after four games completely if Jalen Hurts can be your guy. Um, but you can have a, a much better idea, and I'm really interested to see what he does this week 215-592-9494 215-592-9494 talking about the Jalen Hurts pick most of the night and you know the fact that I believe more than ever now based on what we've seen from Carson Wentz that it was a good pick that the Eagles knew not that it would happen this quickly But they knew that there were massive concerns about Carson Wentz, whether it was injury or whether it was his performance. Because when you really look at his career and you look more in depth, um, 2018, 2019, 2020, other than that, that little blip at the end of last season, that last four or five games of last season, it's been a steady decline, a steady regression. The Eagles saw that. And made this selection with that in mind. And I think it was a good pick. And we've been talking about that most of the night. Um, but Howie's also made some big mistakes. And one of his biggest mistakes was letting go the man that will be coming to town on Sunday afternoon. We'll get to that when we return. And um, Malcolm Jenkins comments... Uh, about coming back to Philadelphia and his thoughts on the Eagles organization. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP.